from the front line. It's not going to work, man. From the tailgates. Representing KGYR and its stakeholders, we are the Forum for the Fan, the Bleed Blue Show. Flying solo, here's your host, Steve. Yeah, it was a good win, man. Overtime win. Blue shirts. Ring podcast with Ranger Proud. Uh, Post game versus the Ducks. And uh, got a uh, back-to-back wins uh, after that shellacking in St. Louis by the Blues. But a nice win. And I think the key, uh, as far as tonight's game, that power play, uh, the calling the timeout to regroup, and especially in the latter seconds of the power play shift, and got to give Chris Carter more of his uh, dues, man. He's keeping us... Uh, his scoring and power play goals and goals overall uh, to help uh, tie the game. Uh, so, yeah, the Rangers, that was a very solid win. We're not going to be on long tonight because it's got to be got things to do. But let's talk about tonight's win. Let's talk about the beautiful – also that, that win in Dallas. That was one of the best first periods of the season in any game, not just our team, but just in, uh, in the NHL. Uh, Scott, what's up, man? Let's talk about this win, man. We won't be all wrong, man. How's everything, dude? Ah, doing well. Doing well. How about yourself? Pretty good, man. Pretty good, man. That was a good win tonight, wasn't it, huh? Yeah, this was nice to see. Uh, the, the best part about this entire wobby, other than winning, of course, the shots, they actually outshot someone, and by a decent margin, 38 to 23, uh, so nice to see because even on, the, on that road trip in which they they won two of those games, still outshot all four. We know that's been a problem, the uh, the lack of offense. So uh, this was nice. This was just an all-around solid effort. It's great that they got the win. They deserve to win. Um, the score didn't really reflect. The, I mean, you know, we'll take it. it, it uh, Anaheim getting a point OT means nothing to us. So I'm fine with it. It's a win. It's a row win. Uh, but more importantly, they were the better team, dominant, pretty much start to finish. Uh, and and 38 shots, uh, you know, to 23 it was absolutely fantastic to watch tonight. And we talk about uh, Adam Fox. Uh, he was, his imprint was all over this game. The points, the game-winning goal, defensively uh, setting up the power plays, everything. The whole shebang was just leading the charge with the first defenseman pairing. Man, uh, uh, big night for Adam Fox, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think he got the one star. Uh, what do you have, a goal, uh, the game winner, and two assists. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. what, what else can we say about the guy? The guy's absolutely <laughs> insane, 24 years old. Uh, you know, may or may not win the Vezina this year, but he's certainly a candidate after last year's, you know, winning it. Uh, you know, he's – yeah, I, I think I think as of last year, maybe early this year, we were saying how the, the comparisons to Brian Leach are not only are they not ridiculous, but they're uh, they're warranted and, and they're valid. Um, and, you know, we're seeing that. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I'm not a big fan of the term the next so-and-so, the next Gretzky, the next et cetera, et cetera. But uh, we are looking at the next Brian Leach. It's, it's, it's 100% legit. This guy is absolutely amazing to watch. Both ends of the ice. He's so dynamic, so exciting. Makes something happen. Um, mm-hmm. what, what, what is it, like 53, 54 assists now? Uh, I mean, the guy's just unreal. Yeah, and let's talk about um, Gurgiev and Net tonight. We needed uh, two points when we got to find starts for him. And he prevailed. Uh, I know uh, in tonight's game, 
Um, he actually has some good saves that actually it could have got out of hand for his sake. We know the goal against average is subpar. We know his confidence has been shaken, but Gorkiev has some key. He has some good saves tonight. And let's give credit. You know, we always say, or I definitely say this for sure, um, the blue shirts seem to have a lot more energy when Shesterkin is there, and I still believe that. But tonight was not the case. Uh, Like you said, from start to finish, the blue shirts kind of control most of the pace. A lot of hockey in their offensive zone, especially in the third period. And, like, they were just firing away. And that's something uh, you would love to see because you've been screaming for even strength uh, shots, goals, things of that nature. Uh, that's got to be hopefully a skate in the right direction, no pun intended, as far as playing well in front of Gorkiev, even if it is the Anaheim Ducks. So they're an okay team. But well, what are your thoughts as far as uh, – we, and we can work our way backwards on what happened um, in the trip since the Minnesota game. Yeah, okay. So, um, yeah, um, uh, my thoughts on Georgie. Yeah, he, absolutely. He, he he played well. He played very well tonight. Deserved that. This is the Georgiev that we've you know come to know up until this year. Um, that's hopefully that will do wonders for his confidence. Hopefully, uh, you know Igor gave him a nice big hug, and uh, you know the team really congratulated the guy. Uh, we know we, you know somebody pointed it out last week, two weeks ago, that you could tell in his face that he's just not that he's just miserable. Um, you know, he needed this. This was great. Um, he did make some nice saves. And, uh, yes, I mean, you know, Igor obviously needed the rest. And, we, you know, and we needed Georgiev to have a big night, and he did. And we will absolutely give him the credit. Um, uh, was there something else I wanted to say about him? I forgot. Um, oh, well, in any case, um, yeah, the Dallas game – I loved that that <laughs> Dallas game. Um, wow. You know this, yeah. That this they they go down two nothing three minutes into that game, <laughs> um, and you know that was a very pivotal point. That that could have been a pivotal point for the entire season. Maybe I'm you know being a little over dramatic, but um, you know they're coming off. They're on this road trip. Uh, yeah, they somehow, you know, the, the, the box score of that first game against, um, uh, who was the first, Winnipeg, they won that game four to one. They're outshot 46 to 22 and won the game four to one. So that was just a gift right there. And then after that, you got Georgiev just getting dumped on. Uh, and then they follow that up by, um, shockingly Igor getting dumped on to the point where he got yanked, which is, you know, just does not happen. So they lose two in a row, you know, the, the, the your give game. So be it. We kind of, you know, expected the worst, but the Igor game was huge, uh, you, you know, against St. Louis, they just got destroyed. And that's our number one right there to the point where he actually got pulled in favor of your And now all of a sudden the next game out, you got two, nothing, three minutes in, that could have been a major point in this season in terms of the, you know, you know, you know, Things like that, you know, lead to slides, big-time slides. And the Rangers just, you you know, they didn't get – you know, we've talked all year about this team's resiliency. Um, You know, when they're losing, it doesn't phase them. You know, they got that Eli Manning thing going on after uh, after a pick, after a big sack, just gets up there, whatever, I'll I'll burn you next time. And um, that's what – 
that that's what they did. They just it didn't phase them, and and they went out and you know they were they 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 tied it up and they they just kept going and going and going in in that period. And I was actually watching the game. I, I was watching from the NHL feeds. I was watching the uh, the Dallas announcers, and I and I I like to do that now. You know, I've had. You know, we love Sam, but I've I've had Sam since 1986. Um, so I actually like to see her here a uh, little variety, and 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 I like to uh, when when I can when when it's available, I like to hear the other teams' announcers and see how the uh, you know how the enemy's living. Um, and you could hear it in there. Uh, I mean, they were blatantly saying it. They, they were. You know, they, 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 one of them said when it, when it was 2-2, not even 3-2, um, you know, maybe the Dallas should call a timeout here. They've got no answer for the Rangers. I mean, the Rangers were just all over them, and, 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 and the announcers, you could hear it. They were just – they were terrified. <laughs> the Rangers got the third one, and then they come right back and get another one. And after all that, the Rangers actually took a two-goal lead into the, into the first intermission, and that was just – you know, really great to see because, again, you know, we don't know, you know, Igor really hasn't had a bad extended stretch. We don't know how he's going to react. Uh, you know, these Russians could be temperamental, <laughs> you know. Um, you know, he gets in a bad stretch. And, and we, you know, the last thing we need is him, uh, is Igor, you know, getting all mopey and whatnot like like Georgiev. Um so after all that, uh, you know, the Rangers actually bailed him out. Uh, you know, they got him four goals to overcome that really terrible start, which was piggybacking on the, uh, you know, the game before we got yanked. So, um, you know, the, the, the team, you know, after going down 2 nothing, the team said to him, you know, we got you. Finally, we got you. It does not have to be the Igor show tonight. We'll take care of this. And it was just great to see and then you know and they didn't stop they, they you know they didn't stop Dallas cut the lead uh down to one Rangers went out and made it two again Dallas did it again in the third period cut it to one Rangers got another one and then the empty netter for the you know so uh it, it was just really great to see them you know finally give him the support and I think that's a that's a huge moment right there I think because because you know, two nothing, three minutes into the game could have had a a, a, a big impact on the season um if, if they didn't pull that out, and they did, played well the rest of the way, salvaged the road trip, two and two. I know we said we wanted five points, whatever. We got four. The way it panned out, so be it. I mean, it wasn't a great road trip all around. I mean, all three, you know, the, the three games before that, like I said, I don't know how the hell they won the uh, the Winnipeg game, but then the other two games were just disgusting. So it, it was nice, and now they follow it up here, and now all of a sudden we're building yet another win streak, and, um, you know, just uh, just a nice last couple of games. Yep, definitely. Um, I totally agree. Let's bring RP on, man. Ranger Proud, Empire Sports Media, Forever Blue Shirts. Uh, I could even imagine um, his reaction on Saturday after going down to nothing, after getting smoked in St. Louis on Thursday. RP, give us your thoughts. It was a nice win tonight, uh, overtime win, two points, and, and especially like Scott said on Saturday, uh, coming back down. That was one of the better first periods of any game this season in the NHL. What was your thoughts? Yeah, the Dallas game was just show their resiliency. They down two nothing early and then battling back to that great first period and Panarin with a five point game. And the the players that had to step up stepped up after that slow start. But I, I think my biggest problem, guys, is um I'm tired of talking about Gogiev's confidence. He's the backup goalie on the team and he has to make the big saves in in, in these games and and to me that third goal that gave the Ducks the lead, I know it was a tough shot and all and it was a great play, but he, he's got to make these saves. And 
I guess I'm just disgusted with constantly throughout this season hearing Go Gibbs' confidence is down and they need to build him up. And even they said it on air today, oh, that save, I forgot who it was on, oh, on Zagaris. Oh, that was a great save. That's going to build up its confidence. It's, it's the end of the season. Um, uh, if that's what we have to worry about, if his mentality and his confidence is that fragile, then they have to make a move to bring Kincaid up if they can't find another goalie. You, you can't be playing this game anymore. And it, it just seems to be the re, a repetitive conversation, game in and game out, whenever he's in goal of, of his confidence and his body language and he's miserable, whatever the case may be. And there has to be a point where you just say enough is enough. Uh, it, obviously, it all can't land on Chesterkin. He's going to have a bad game like he did last week. And when Gore gives a net or whoever that backup is in net, he has a job to do. And this nonstop talk of confidence is, is enough already, in my opinion. I'm just I'm tired of talking about it. If he doesn't have the mentality to be a backup goaltender, then you have to bring up someone or find someone who can. And if that's Kincaid, who's proven that he can do it before or another goalie elsewhere in the NHL, it, it's time to make that move because it's ongoing conversation is monotonous now. And I just don't understand how that keeps becoming a focal point of a game whenever he's playing. Go in there, do your job, accept the role that you're the backup, and if you don't, then ask for a trade and, and, and move to a team where you think you could be psychologically better and, and your confidence will be better. But this team, one of the focal points of this team is your backup goaltender, and it's nonstop. It, it's the same conversation. And, yes, it was a great win. It was a great win for the Rangers. But, again, I, I, I can't keep talking or keep hearing about or discussing about confidence in Gorgiev. This is his job. He knew he was going to be the backup goalie the moment Chesterkin got called up two years ago, and he doesn't seem to want to accept it. He wants to get more playing time. You get more playing time when you're playing better. And, yes, he's not getting a lot of games. I understand that. But when you're in net, you have to, or you're required to do your job like any other player. And it's a repetitive thing that keeps coming up. And I think other teams feed on that. Teams know when he's in there, he's fragile. Teams know you got to score in early on him. He's not going to make that big save. He's good to let up a garbage goal once in a while, though tonight he didn't. But it's something the club has to address in the next week. What are your thoughts, RP, on within the next week with the trade deadline? What do you think you could see with the Blue Shirts? Well, what are I you think- hearing? Well, I'm hearing the same you guys are hearing. Every player that the Rangers were talking about trading for seems to be getting hurt. Uh, the defenseman, I'm bad with names, as we know, but the defenseman in Arizona was out four weeks. Uh, Rakel, who played for Anaheim, I, he was out tonight. He's injured. And I think that's interfering with what maybe Drury wants to be doing. If Capococco was in a conversation to be in a trade, which I don't think he is, but if he was, the guy hasn't played since January 21st, probably has a shoulder injury, and that's why they're not reporting it. He's not coming back on the ice for at least another week. So he, won't, he will not play a game in almost two months leading up to the trade deadline. I don't think anyone's going to take a gamble on him now, not knowing what the full extent of his injury is, though I'm sure if a GM is inquiring, he'll know the exact extent of that injury. They haven't made any moves on Strom. They haven't even heard rumors about a storm extension, and it's hard for the team to trade for other players 
with salary if you don't know what you're doing with Sterling. So there's a lot going on behind the scenes that we don't know. I was really hoping the Rangers wouldn't be one of these teams that are going to go down to the wire to make that big move. But every indication is that's how it's going to go down. And I don't know as much as the Rangers are buyers if they're a Stanley Cup contending team. And if they're not, then you better hold on to your prospects. Don't make these trades for these kids that would most definitely have to be included in any trade if you don't think you're going to get to the finals. And I know every team thinks they're going to get to the finals, and I know the Rangers are playing at this caliber of hockey where it looks like they can go deep into the playoffs, but there are a lot of good hockey clubs out there. And once you get into those playoffs and those 16 teams, these little mistakes that they're making here and there are going to cost them. So Drury's got his work cut out for him, and I'm sure there's been negotiations and talks. It's been real tight-lipped, and we're just going to have to wait and see the next five, six days if something happens or if multiple trades happen or if nothing happens. Well, damn, RP, let's just end the episode. I'm fucking sad. No, I'm just kidding. Well, I gotta get a lot. <laughs> I gotta get a lot in, Steve, because it's already ten o'clock and four o'clock comes early. So I'm not gonna I'm make really this entire podcast. So, gonna, so, and, and I'm not. Gonna, and, and you know, it's the funny thing is, it's a great win. The last two games have been great wins. They're playing really good hockey. They look so fast tonight. They look so fast in the Dallas game, and that's their game. But this nonstop talk of go give and confidence—it's it's like a downer. It's like where does that finally draw the line in the sand? I mean, it, it's, it, it's, I mean, it, it's it, all it part of the makeup. Be, say that again. No, it's all no, it's, it's all a part of exactly what you've been saying for for years, maybe more about him. Yeah, you know, it's, it's pretty much a part of the territory. It's, I mean, it's almost like going to be. He, he's not going to be the number one. This is just Thurkin's team. Everybody knows it. Everybody in NHL knows it. And he knows it. So if he's miserable about it, or if he's so fragile that he is not focused an entire game in the net, well, then the coaching staff or the GM's got to make a move, whatever that move may be. I mean, if you've got to bring Kincaid up, and, and I don't want them to rotate three goaltenders, but Kincaid has a different attitude. And you could see it when he played the few games that he played. You saw it last year. The Rangers play a different game and Kincaid's in net. Because they know if a goal goes in, he's going to, all right, bring me up, bring on the next one. Try it again. You don't see that in goal give. As soon as a goal scored on him, his head goes down. In all the years Lundqvist struggled, you didn't see that. No matter how bad things got, you, you didn't see that. And with their other backups, you know, look at Auntie Ronta, look at Cam Talbot. And I think they that's part that, of the uh... – and I think that's part of the uh, the whole situation because we've been kind of blessed. I think Scott brought this up. We we both know this RP. We've had a good run with backups, and it's kind of like incredible that. run with backups. An incredible and it's run with backups. Not, it's not what it what we've had over the last six plus years. So, I, but I, I think sometimes I think it had to do with the goaltender accepting his role. You know, every player True. on the team's got a role. Whether you're the fourth line player or the first line player, that goes to the goaltenders too. And He's just, for whatever reason, either he doesn't want to accept the role or he's just constantly struggling. But, you know, there are no easy games. This schedule gets really condensed now. And you, every time you put Gorgiev in, you can't have that wonder, well, we have to play Gorgiev, so I guess we'll put him in this game. You don't think the other team knows that? 
You know, the Ducks were a struggling mm. team. What they dropped four in the last four in a row. They're selling off their players. They're in the middle of a rebuild. And the first thing you hear is, well, this is the perfect game for Gorgiev. He's a professional hockey player. He's been playing a long time. Get in the net. Do your job. If the puck goes in the net, get on the next time. That confidence conversation is just overwhelming, in my opinion. And it uh, sort of takes away from the game. It, it, it does. Uh, you see the uh, announcers say, well, that's a confidence builder for Gorgiev. I, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> I don't want to hear that in game 50 or game 60, where we are of the NHL season. It's it's just, it's, they're saying it. Well, they must be seeing it in practice, and they must be seeing his body language in practice and, and off the ice. And if they see it, you don't think the other teams know about it? And it, it makes it harder to play. You know, but you know what? For tonight, and I want to definitely get Scott's thoughts on, on tonight as well. Like, I thought he was okay. It's not the worst we've seen of him. He, I thought he did just enough to keep us going because, like Scott said, at the beginning, we were flying around. We were at attacking mode for the most of the night. And I also think some of the, you know, what that, that third goal he gave up, not I, not to say it's his fault, but the de- the defense broke down in front of him. Yeah. And, their, and when the Rangers are in their offensive zone, you know, it was terrible uh, a combination between Nemeth and, and Braden Schneider. That recovery. Yes. This is like part of the reason why I'm I'm all for the the, the defenseman in the trade because mm-hmm. theoretically I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Theoretically, a, a good defenseman, a veteran who's you know for the right price. That I, I don't think that happens. Uh, Namath and Schneider were cheating and they got beat, and it was pretty much a, a one on nothing uh, with with a guy chasing uh, the, that that third goal, and you know, and it's, it's going to look like it's on uh, Gorkiov. But to me, it was kind of it was all fucked when it was in the Rangers' office of zone when I, how I saw it. But I thought okay, mm-hmm. he was okay. He he did what he needed to do to get the win. And I'm not. I understand where and, you're coming from, Barb, because I'm not minimizing that at all. I get it. That's fu- I get exactly that's, what you're saying. That, that's fine. It, when your backup's in it, he he did what he had to do to get the two points, and and that's great, and I'm all for it. But it's just that con- constant conversation of confidence and body language it you know it, it just takes its toll and he doesn't make for whatever reason you never see him make that big big save 2-2 game they're coming down he needed to make that save somehow you know the defenseman was chasing him but he was pushing him to the outside he knew he was going to come into the middle you got to anticipate you got to mirror him a little bit and he got a little flat foot i don't know if he tried to guess which way he was going to go and and he goes upstairs on him from in close. You know, he could have poke checked. He could have came out of the cage a little bit and, and changed the angle. There's a lot of things that he could have done. And I'm not trying to bash him. But as soon as that went in, the first thing, and I text my dad right when it happened, he never makes the big save when you need it. And in that mm-hmm. instance, That's true. they needed it. And and, yeah. it's, and look, if Chesterkin's in goal, maybe he scores, maybe he doesn't. But the mentality and the conversation after that goal and the team around him is totally different. And that's what the problem is. We've said all along he's going to play, what, 20 games, 22 games, and he has to be solid in those games, and he hasn't this season. And now Mm -hmm. you're getting down to the trade deadline. Now, a game like today maybe picks up his value a little bit if the Rangers are indeed talking about moving him. You hear yeah, rumors. Ship him now. <laughs> you, you, right. You know, you, you hear rumors. You, you read, we all read the same thing on Twitter, guys. I don't have any insight on it. 
Is he in the mix to get moved? Isn't he in the mix to get moved? But up and down plays, it's just so hard. Because if we're talking about it, the players have to feel it too. And you mm-hmm. always see his body language go give. He's never ecstatic with a win. And, you know, all the Rangers went and mobbed him. But that's because that's what you do in overtime. Well, let's not make it more than it is. <laughs> you know, oh, they went and they mobbed him. And they were, yeah, when you win in overtime, you mob anybody who's in goal because you won the game in overtime. <laughs> so that's just my, you know, I, I think everyone is just so much of protecting him and, and, and his fragileness that he's going through right now. I just don't have the time for it. it you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're battling. We're in second place now, past the Penguins. Got a game in hand on the Penguins. There's a lot going on. You know, Chesterkin is going to play every playoff game. He's probably going to play every game the last 10 games of the season. If, if Gorgiev can't handle that, well, then we'll move along. Bring someone else that has that mentality and that structure to do the job. Fair enough. Let's go to Scott, man. Um, Scott, what are your thoughts, man? Uh, you want to talk to RP, anything, whether uh, goalie-related, forward-related, defenseman-related? Uh, <laughs> uh, I thought Hedo had a good push early on in the uh, game to set up the goal to Brzezinski. That was nice. Yeah. You know, Hedo has done pretty – he was attack mode tonight too as well. Uh, anything else you'd like to ask Scott uh, uh, to RP or myself or your, any other things uh, going forward? Well, I, I definitely don't want to talk goalies with, with RP. He's, uh, he's very angry tonight uh, about the uh, goalie situation, so I'm going to avoid that. <laughs> and, um, but, uh, you know, it's funny, it's funny, RP, because before you jumped on, we were actually giving – and everything you said was 100% true, absolutely. But we were actually uh, both complimenting uh, Georgiev on the day he had today. Now, yes, it shouldn't come down to the point, you know, where he has a game like this should be cause for celebration. It shouldn't be like that. However, that seems to be the situation we're in. Yes. So, we, you know, we got to give him credit for the game he played. Uh, because you know him letting up a goal in the first period, like a, uh, like like you said a couple minutes ago, you know if he lets one in, like he just he just melts. Um, you know his his psyche is his fragility. So it was good that uh, he didn't, and uh, and the team really helped him out. And you know that that's another problem in this whole game because yes, they they. they it's, they do play better in front of Igor, and that's a problem, and that's that's on the team. Now again, shouldn't. It shouldn't have to come down to that with with, mm-hmm. with Georgia. But however, you know, you can't leave your goalie out of the dry like that. Um, you know, the Rangers like the the problem with the goal scoring problem when Igor's in there. Uh, yeah, they're not. Uh, you know, they're not getting him a lot of, uh, enough goals, uh, especially in the five on five from time uh, more often than not. But at least they're for the most part they're not a disaster in front of them. So mm-hmm. the team played this. Is, Probably the best the team has looked in front of him all uh, all year. In addition to you know possibly the best that he's looked. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know if Gallant finally stepped in and said. Uh, I mean, because again, you know, there, there's there's a fine line between you know coaching and these are grown ass you know millionaire uh, professional athlete men here to the point where you know they shouldn't need the motivation, but. Maybe Gallant finally, because uh, we know he was just on the warpath last week, 
uh, several times with after uh, you know and after the St. Louis game and mm-hmm. Minnesota game. Right, oh, right, rightfully so. Absolutely, they, they deserved Absolutely. it. I mean, uh, I I would have liked to have seen garbage cans being flung across the locker room. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you know, and so yeah. maybe he maybe he finally uh, you know sat them down today. Maybe maybe he called the team early meeting uh, and, and and told the whole team to get there twenty minutes before Georgiev did and just ripped them a new one and said like you got to start playing better in front of this guy. It's mm-hmm. a, it's not fair to him. And B, you know, you know, it's almost as if like the Rangers, like when they hear Georgiev is playing, it's almost as if they're like, ah, shit. Well, like, what's the point now? So they right. just kind of like just take take the night off, and that's the problem. And that's one hundred percent on them. Now, yeah, again, I'm not letting Georgiev off the hook, of course, but. But, you know, the, the team has to look like they look tonight anytime he's in. They need to give a better performance in front of him than they do yeah. Igor because he's not Igor. But, you know, the that being said, funny. Uh, yeah, it's funny that you said that because last week I wrote a story and we keep hearing Chesterkin stood on his head and and the Rangers won the hockey game. And then the next breath, give didn't play well and the Rangers lost the hockey game. And I wrote is it the goaltenders or is it the team? If Chesterkin has to keep standing on his head and, and making these spectacular saves and giving up grade A scoring opportunities to win a hockey game, and in the same aspect the next game, Gorgiev doesn't make those saves and they lose that hockey game, to me it's the players because they're still giving up grade A scoring opportunities. The difference is Chesterkin is tend, tend to make that save or those saves when Gorgiev has it. But in retrospect, whoever's in net, they're giving up too many high scoring chances. And that's what the whole article was yeah. about. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. At the end of the day, no, absolutely. the defensemen and, absolutely. and the players are being, making these and mistakes. Being... And, and that's why Richard Sturkin has to stand on his head. So it isn't all on goal given. I'm, I'm not trying to, to, to say that. I'm saying that he just doesn't have the confidence. And when a goal sure, no, in, absolutely, and they need to help. The and they do need to help them out with that. And they, and they need but to I'm all in favor of trading him as well. Yeah, and but they need to the help on the defense. They still need a quality defenseman. I don't think Nemeth is it. And I don't blame Schneider because I give the Rangers are doing the smart thing. They have a good playoff lead, so why not give Schneider all the games that you can? And when he makes a mistake, he learns from it. Gallant and the team and the other defensemen work with them. And this is the time to grow a rookie defenseman. The problem is his partner isn't that strong. And like we said tonight, they both made a mistake. They both were cheating, and Anaheim comes down and scores. Well, you know something? Nemeth is supposed to be the veteran defenseman helping him. And that's where you need that other defenseman. And the Rangers don't right. have anyone. That's, that's my point. And the Rangers yeah, don't yeah. have anyone in the minors. Not that they don't have anyone. They don't have anyone ready to come up and stand and skate with Schneider. It's why Jones is down. They just didn't want two rookie defensemen at this stage of the season as the third pair. But if the Rangers go out and pick up a, you know, a UFA defenseman now to work for the last few games, that, that's not a bad, that wouldn't be a bad move at all either. I don't think it's going to be a Giordano, as I said last time, but I, that wouldn't be a bad thing. But that's where this whole situation is coming from. Defensively, they're making too many mistakes. And then they need their offense to come back up to play even harder. And, you know, it, it's a chain effect. Yeah, and it would be interesting to see who they're 
you know, if they are looking at a veteran uh, defenseman, because they can't go too high. Well, A, I don't want to, you know, pay too much for a veteran mm-hmm. defenseman that we're not going to need next year. Because, uh, again, when, when all these guys, um, you know, mature, like, we, you know, we're six and seven deep and, and beautiful there. Without, but, yes, we do need somebody for, for this year. So whoever it is is going to be on the third pair. Um, right. You know, so which means we're basically looking for a – slightly above average defenseman. It's not that good because that might keep the price down. But I think our biggest, uh, I think, our, I mean, yes, and that, that is, uh, that is something that they hopefully can resolve with a trade. Um, but I think our bigger concern is, is finding that piece of firepower. I don't know if there's any, any truth to this, but now the Patrick Kane talks are starting to get loud. Mm-hmm. Last week they were talking about maybe in the off season. Now apparently, uh, I don't remember where I read it, but somebody said that Drury has actually been in touch with Chicago already. Um, you know, uh, <coughs> I mean, yeah, is he you know, one of the best players in the league? Is probably you know one of, if not maybe the absolute best American-born player. Um, yes, but uh, you know, again, yeah, I don't yeah. want to give away the farm. Yeah, now, now be careful with that now. <laughs> There's a lot of clickbait out there. I saw over the weekend. Yeah, and true. Ranger fans, <laughs> true. They were Ranger really fans. fooled because they took a headline, I think, on certain sports sites, put it in these uh, social media groups, and they thought the trades were happening because yes. it was published. And, like, like people, people saw uh, the, the Rangers acquire Patrick Kane. I think this was like uh, Sunday-ish, Monday-ish, something yeah. like that. And people uh-huh. were really buying it. You got to be careful. Not you guys, but I'm just saying Blue Shirt fans. Like, there's a lot yeah, of clickbait. There's a lot of clickbait. Big. Yeah, yeah. I'm, like, I'm usually good with that. Already. Don't ever, don't ever go to that site, uh, NHL Trade Rumors, and it's spelled oh, rumors, is spelled uh is spelled with a U, like British style. That site is an absolute joke. And I like, yeah, I've learned for the most part to stay away from anything. As far as anything that actually happens or claims to happen, um, I, I get score. Uh, the score is the, is the sports app that I use, and mm-hmm. the, they're the only notifications that I get. So if the Rangers do make any moves, anything with the Rangers, I will get a notification. So I'm not going to react to anything on uh, Facebook and whatnot until I get that notification from the score. So, yeah, I'm pretty good with that. But for for now, it's just, you know, all rumors and who's talking to who. And, and you know, I just have seen the, the, you know, Patrick Kane's name come up in the last uh, in the last couple of weeks. And I'll tell you who I'm not seeing. I am not seeing Phil Kessel talks. Nope. <laughs> I've been saying that all year. Where's my Phil Kessel rumors? <laughs> again, I don't I don't know if he is the answer on the uh, on the offense, but um again, I, I just don't see that being expensive. I think we can we can get that for a song and, and they clearly need goaltending help that <laughs> might fit in there. So um you know, I, I think that's a name that we can get for cheap. But yeah, yeah. We, no, uh, no, our- you know, we got we got a bigger hole to fix than that. Uh, I was going to say this, um, RP, your points on Gorkyev, big picture, spot on, bro. I mean, you got no argument for me. I'm not even going to push back on that. Everything you said was 100% true. But I want to go back to the other point you said, and, and we could get final thoughts. From, um, you know, not final thoughts from you, RP, but give, give me your no, answer. It'll, get, it'll be, final, final, thoughts it'll be final thoughts for me, Steve. i got to cut out. Because <laughs> okay, you said that you don't think the Blue Shirts are a Stanley Cup pretender. I'm not even going to say because it was the Blues game. I'm just thinking, who's no. the threat? Who's the threat that the Rangers should be worried about? Because I don't honestly – I, I think I Carolina, think maybe? I, I think Colorado, Carolina. I think there are some teams ahead. I mean, we haven't really seen 
the Penguins, I mean, we've seen them on TV. We haven't really right, played them. Right. But I, I just think that the Rangers are more than one player away from what they need. I mean, we, we've said it all along. They need another top six forward. They definitely need another defenseman. And and probably a backup goaltender. And I don't know if he's going to be able to pull all of that together. And you, you have to be sure the trade you make now is good not just for this season, but for next season. And it's you have to decide what the team's goal was. I mean, everyone wants to make the playoffs, and the Rangers have achieved that. Uh, I mean, it, it's pretty safe to say. But are they an Eastern Conference final team? You know, are you looking for a second round? I, I don't know if they can just get that deep. And it's not that they're not good, but they just have some parts of their team and, and some mistakes that they're still making that I think in the playoffs they're just going to get exploited on. And that, that's just my opinion. I, I don't think yeah. their, their, their bottom pair defensemen are going to be able to carry the load the way they need to. You know, can you play Adam Fox 24 minutes a game in a best of seven series? It's a lot of hockey in a short amount of time. Yeah, he can do it. It's a, it's a lot of hockey. You know, same thing with Truba, 20 minutes. You know, Lindgren and Miller playing a lot of minutes. And Miller is still making those little mistakes that cost you some goals or high-scoring chances against. And I'm not taking anything away from him at all, but facts are the facts. So their, their third line overall over a, a multiple game period isn't that strong. It's a lot of weight on the top six. So that's why I don't see them just going as deep as I would want them to go. They're still missing some pieces, and I don't know if Drury can put that all together in the next five days without sacrificing next year and the year after. But with right, that, cool. boys, I gotta I gotta sign off on you because it's already ten twenty, and I've got to get going. <laughs> yeah, RP, we'll follow up next week, and I got additional questions, man. Now, that, by, by then, the trade deadline would already done happen. We would see where we are, man. So I look forward to the, the back and forth, and, and especially on your Facebook page and also on Twitter this week, man. Well, man, Absolutely. I'll get to you on there. I can't get you here. I'll get you on there. That's fine. <laughs> you got to talk to you guys soon. You have a good night. Shout out to RP, All right, man. RP. Have it's, a good night. It's, Scott, let me get your final thoughts yeah. on that because I – I'm going to say, I'm looking at the teams, dude. I don't see why the, why not the Rangers. I mean, I understand we haven't seen a lot of Pittsburgh, but everybody else in the East we have seen, you was there in person in Raleigh versus the, Panth- uh, the Panthers, the, uh, the, uh, the Hurricanes. And I'm of the believer, outside of Carolina, and you know how this works in hockey. Just because you're the number one team now doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be the hottest team going into the to the to the tournament to the playoffs. Why not the Rangers? I don't like we. I mean, we are as hard as we are on our team. To me, every team has flaws. I don't see anybody in the West outside of Colorado, and maybe if Vegas picks it up, that's it including what St. Louis did to us last Thursday. Why not the Rangers? Am I missing something? I know we have flaws. Everybody else got flaws, dude. Yeah, I'm going to split the difference uh, between you and RP. Um, I I don't think that they are ready to compete for the Cup, but I don't think it's as critical as as RP said. I don't think it's – you know, it might be one move. It might be two moves. I, we, we don't know. It's de- but I think it's definitely a move. I just, I don't see, you know, it, somebody said the other day, 
uh, a Ranger fan said, I don't see anyone beating uh, Igor, uh, you know, giving Igor four losses in a series. I just don't see that happening. Well, I, well, but, that, you know, I like that. The rest yeah. of the team's got to play. You know, the re- don't forget, we've been through, you know, the Lundquist era where we could have said, I don't see anyone, you know, beating Lundquist in a series. But then the, the, the team needed to get that one goal for them, and they didn't do it. And I think there, but, there's just too many red flags you, this year. I, I mean, they're be being outshot. Would it be fair to say this Rangers team are now? I'm not saying the Rangers are going to the uh, the finals and winning it all, but I do think they can compete to get there. Absolutely. But let me say this: Do you think this makeup offensively is better than those Lunkos years in the mid 2010s and 12s and 14s? I think so. I think that was more defensive minded teams. <sighs> Um, no, the 15 team, I got to look at the exact numbers, but I'm pretty sure they had the third most goal scored in, in the league in 2015. They were explosive in, in, in 2015. I mean, Marty St. Louis had a finale. He picked up right where he left off in the 24 playoffs, uh, 2014 playoffs. Uh, but then he kind of just, just, they just, obviously they, they didn't stop scoring the, the entire way. Um, but, uh, you know, because they got to Game Seven of the Conference Finals, but you know, I put two games there, games games five and seven. They got shut out both times, both times at home. Right. You know, two two in that series, they got shut out, and then you know, after being down three two and going to Tampa and putting up seven goals, putting a touchdown up yeah, in Tampa, to bring that thing back they're to the Garden. Yeah. Like we thought, our ticket was punched. We thought our ticket was punched to the finals, but they just they it threw a bit of on. I was at that game. You know, not only did that score, but they were dead. Like, like, how do you come out for Game Seven of the Conference Finals like that? So, and, and, and yeah, I don't so they see that had the firepower. But that's what I'm saying. I don't see that happening with this team. Like, can you foresee in the future the what we have currently with uh, Kreider, Panarin, Zabinijad? Uh, whatever you could get out of, uh, you know, that second line additional to those guys that they're going to just lay an egg. I don't see any evidence of that this season. Do you? I don't see that. Uh, I mean, you I mean the five, and you have five a does scare me. And I'll, I'll tell you what else scares me. Like, they can't outshoot anyone. I mean, tonight, obviously, yeah, they did finally. <sighs> but uh, they're they're getting outshot by everyone. And you know what? If you're going to get outshot, you know, 42 to 35. All right, I can live with that. But, I mean, they got shots in the 20s most of these nights. And, yeah, they're finding ways to win some of these games. Um, I, I just – I think that's asking too much of them and asking too much of Igor and the defense because if you're going to do that, uh, the defense has to be perfect. And Igor has to be almost perfect, if not perfect. Um, you know, I would just feel uh, so much more confident if they could uh, – you know, and, and then who knows? Maybe they started a new trend, um, you, you know, the last couple of days. Uh, four goals tonight, uh, five goals, or seven goals <laughs> the, the, the game before. Maybe maybe they're going to click there. Who knows? And, yeah, you know, the playoffs is, is a clean slate. It's a new atmosphere, new team. Um, you know, MSG is not what it was, but it's still a very formidable building in, in, in the playoffs. And it's just, you know, maybe they could crank it up a notch. Um, I, I think the fact that they do have Igor is, 
um, you know, would make me lean toward, towards your opinion on that, that, uh, you know, with Igor, anything's possible. Um, I, I'm just worried that they won't be able, as is now, I'm just worried that they, because again, we're not, we're not going to see those, those six to four, and, you know, six to three games in, in the playoffs, uh, you know, as the norm. Right. Um, I agree. I, I just, I, I, I feel a lot better, you know, knowing they have the better goalie. Like if they get three goals in a game, you know, that should be enough to, to at least, you know, if, if they can average three goals a game in the playoffs, they're gonna win, you should win the series with a goalie like Igor. Uh, I'm just worried about getting to, to that mark. Um, you know, teams know to not let them anywhere near the power play. I mean, yeah, you take penalties, you're going to take penalties. Sure, they're going to get their opportunities. But, uh, you know, teams are trying extra special hard to, get to not take penalties, uh, you know, when they play them. And they, I just that the five on five just just scares me. I just don't think they're quite com- complete there. I I don't see them winning. You know, like that Florida game. You know that that that, that right before the All Star break that was one of my favorites where they just poured it on in the third period. Uh, that just doesn't happen enough. Um, you know, again, this is two two straight solid efforts. So you know, the fact that they won both of them is nice. Yes, of course, but they need more wins. Like like these last two games, and uh, you know, then they do the uh, uh, the Winnipeg game. You know, getting out shot forty six twenty two, but still somehow winning that game by three goals. Yes, those are nice, but they need more dominant, complete efforts like they've had the last two games. And you know, this is two in a row with this. So you know, one on the road, one home. So maybe maybe they turn a the corner there. Um, and, and if that's the case, and, and if they, you know, win or lose, because if you play like they played the last two nights, you know, the wins are going to come. You know, you might lose the occasional game. And just, what do you think is Winnipeg is thinking from that, uh, you know, out shooting the Rangers 46-22? They're probably baffled. But those things like that happen. But if the Rangers can, can consistently put forth effort like we've seen the last two games, and, and maybe it is. Maybe they have turned that corner. Um, if that's the case, then yeah, I, I think all right. Why not? Why 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 can't they be in the conference finals? You know, God forbid the finals. Um, I just you know I need another couple games of what we saw the last two games before I can quite put them in that category of contention. Well, yeah, I mean we have some measurable barometer games coming up by the time we get to our post game uh, versus the Devils next Tuesday. We we done had went down to Carolina again, and then also Tampa Bay, and on and of course Saint uh, on Saint Patrick's Day the Islanders. So and there it is. You got the rivalry, and you got two of the teams at the top of the East right there. And we'll see where we're at. That yep. right there at the mark at the uh, trade deadline with Scott man. Yo, thanks. Uh, talk. We'll talk next week, man. We're gonna wrap it up. Uh, uh, real quick, MF, if you give it like one minute, and I know you, you're big. Um, uh, movie guy, the Batman. Uh, you want to say that? For, you know, hold it off. Let's let's wait and we'll get with Glenn on that. I I rather hear yeah, it as yeah, you talk. Glenn, Glenn yeah. was waiting for it too. I mean, I can always shoot that to you. Uh, you know, shoot you a couple sentences on uh, on the messenger. But uh, yeah, for broadcast purposes, I'll wait for Glenn. Ah. <laughs> All right, cool man. RP and Scott and myself for Rangers win overtime win. Four more games. We'll be back after the game versus the Devils next Tuesday. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Man, the Blue Shirt fans are not—they're not confident as Azul, man. I am. I, I am. I—I <laughs> I don't think anybody's invincible in either conference. But hey, we'll, oh, no, we'll, we'll see. Not. An injury there, 
a momentum there. You never know. Sangha Esso, ladies and gentlemen. Bleeboo. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Blee blue, 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 blee blue. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.